Boyle Sports has it all. Moneyback meetings every day. UK and Irish racing live streaming. Extra places and Moneyback All Losers offers. And a Bet 10 Get 20 welcome offer. Boyle Sports, this is betting. And welcome to Off The Fence. This is your Cheltenham Festival daily show where we're going to be finding you the winners of the next day's action for the four days of the Cheltenham Festival. And of course, we come to you in association with Boyle Sports. We have been leading up to this all season long. And now we've got here and I've been enjoying covering all the racing all season with the boys, Barry Geraghty and Tony Keenan. And now we're here, lads, on the eve of the Cheltenham Festival. I cannot wait for the games to begin uh, on a scale of one to ten Barry Garrity how excited are you about 15 Vanessa okay and not a touch of sarcasm either love it here for it what about you Tony not making the trip over but are you looking forward to it kicking off oh indeed I am yeah I'm about an eight out of ten no although that said I'd say I'm at risk of a late setback I'm definitely scoping a bit dirty now the last couple of days uh, to be a drifter on the exchange as I think now was making a run at this stage so but uh, I'll make it through the four days hopefully Brilliant. A bit of a blazing Carl situation. Some uncertainty about your type of run. Um, before we go any further, Barry, I think you're you're in Cheltenham, aren't you, by now? So what's the weather like? What's the ground going to be like? We're starting on soft, aren't we? We are, yeah. Um, a lot of rain here this morning. Um, dry day and it was nice, it was mild, uh, breezy, but then there was really heavy showers this evening. So it's 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 there is more rain forecast on and off during the night. Tomorrow is given dry. Um, but no, it's definitely going to be soft. It was a really heavy showers this evening. Okay, brilliant. Thank you for that. Um, before we kick off with the Supreme, do not forget the ball sports offer. You get your money back as a free bet if you finish second to the starting price favourite in any of the races with ball sports. And of course, there are price boosts as well to get stuck into. I will get to them towards the end of the show, where we also have a special guest joining us. Plenty to get through, but these are going to be short, sharp, snappy daily shows finding you winners. So let's kick off with the Supreme Novices. Barry, we'll come to you first there. Obviously, Fasal Vega still at the top of the market, 5-2. to two. Marine National, 4-1. to Ilete Toms, 9-2. to two. Tamaras, 8. High definition, 12s. Uh, we've already done the preview show, but now with the new ground, any new thoughts? And please, can you confirm your Supreme selection? Yeah, it definitely. The ground throws a different slant on it. Um, and I'm coming around to Fasal Vega. Obviously, really impressive mm -hmm. in the one for last season. Um, you have to draw a line through his last run. He has to settle as well. But I believe there's 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 a lot of belief in the camp that there's a, a bigger performance coming from this horse and that he will settle. So um, vibes are very strong and I think the ground is going to play to his strengths. As regards the opposition, I think that won't be a deal for Marine National. Um, Elete Tomp has been very consistent in all starts and all going, but definitely has no issue with the ground. Tamara still has to step up in what he did and high definition comes in with limited experience, really. Um, so now for me, I've gone full circle and I've come back to Fasal Vega on conditions and just to, the strength of, of, of the, the vibe from the camp, both Willie in his um, interviews, but also from the lads around, there's, 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 there's a, good, a good vibe for um, Fasal Vega. Yeah, I, I keep hearing this every interview we do. We keep getting the good um, indications from Willie Mullins and co. Are you someone to be swayed by that sort of uh, confidence from inside the camp, Tony? 
I'm not at the prices, no. I'd be happy enough uh, leaving him off. I, I don't think this is a, a terrific race in terms of betting-wise. I think it's a fascinating race. Um, but it's the first race of meeting. People sometimes tend to get sucked in and overstake the thing. I, I'd be playing it quite cautious tomorrow. Um, I also think the each-way angle is fairly poor, to be quite honest with you. I think the expectation was there would be quite a few extra places on offer here, but the extra places are actually towards the end of the card. So for me, this is a win-only race. Um, and I've gone three small bets on three horses that are kind of bigger prices. Um, the first one is Diverge. It's, it's the Mullins third string. But uh, I thought he was visually very impressive at Punchestown. And more so than that, he was really strong performance on the clock. Um, he seemed to handle quite testing ground there. And with the accounts you listen to you there, it's going to be quite testing tomorrow, at least soft. So I have a few quid on him. I've also had a few quid on Dr. Bravo. I'm a little bit sceptical of the form of the Red Mills. But I'd be fairly happy that he shipped just about best on the day. And I also think that a really strongly run race will suit him. He just looks like a horse that could do it and dropped out um, and sort of take his way through the field. And there could be a bigger performance in him. And the last one of a few put on a much bigger price again, a strong leader. I've just been visually impressed with this horse. Liked him at A3. Um, just think there's a potential there. He's actually built up quite a decent amount of experience considering he's running in bunkers at the start of the season. But definitely not. It, it wouldn't be a strong race, but I'm happy enough throwing three small darts at those. Yeah, I'm sure lots of people will want to swerve away from the short price horse at the top of the market so you can see the cases made there. Tony, let's stick with you for the Arkle. All aboard El Fabiolo here. You've been very strong on him up until now. We know you like the Arkle form from Ireland back in February. He's obviously taking on John Bon here and Dysart Dynamo et al. But surely you're not abandoning El Fabiolo now. Oh, no, absolutely not. I think the rain will suit him because... I do think that he's a horse that will stay further in time. I was watching back um, the replay of his Punchestown win last spring where he was against Hador, and I'm not sure he was totally suited to be the speed test there. Hador, uh, you know, was giving him a race anyway until the last, but Stamina kind of kicked in with El Fabiolo. Um, you have Dexter Dynamo in the, in the race, which basically ensures some sort of decent pace. The other possible pace angle is Efrenok Fizz, the mayor who, who's always gone forward throughout her career. Hador has gone forward, but I think they might drop him out, um, especially when uh, the yard have three other much more fancy runners. They might be happy enough to, to raid him for place money. But um, look, I, I think the Fabiola should be clear favourite. The market is, is tending that way at the moment. Um, he has it all from Leperstown as far as I'm concerned. It was a visually brilliant performance. Um, it, the form is excellent. Obviously, he beat all the, the, the Irish two-mile novices by, by a good distance. The time was excellent. But along with that, he also has the potential that there could be much more to come. He was quite likely raced as a novice hurdler and he's only had the two chase runs this season. John Bond, while I don't think it was a terrible run in Warwick, it was hard to draw too many positives from it. And he's basically just around the same price or has drifted only a little. So I, I think if Fabiolo um, has the win of this, provided he, he jumps around and doesn't make um, significant mistakes. Barry, it's two votes on this show for Al El Fabiolo, but I don't think you're going to make it three, are you? No, I really like him, and, and what he did in Leperson was brilliant. Um, but for me, the question mark is his jumping. As Tony mentioned, he's only had two runs. He has made mistakes on both starts. Um, Cheltenham is a much trickier track. Um, I don't see the winner um, not being in the first three in the betting. John Bon, El Fabiolo, or Dysart Dynamo. Um, John Bon, for me, jumps really well. He's reliable. Um, he you'd have to say he underperformed to a, to a degree anyway. In Warwick, he has to be better than that. He he, he underperformed in Haydock on his previous start to the festival last season. So you have to take it a little bit on trust, but he is a very classy horse. He jumps really well. Um, 
and he's definitely he's he's a big player. But for me, on the track, on the ground, I just still think Dysart Dynamo won't be out of the first three. And his jumping is so reliable. He might just get it a little bit easier on the front here than he would have had in Leopardstown when you have two big long straights and horses tend to get running. When you're jumping and turning, you have a better chance of just taking a bit of pace out of the race. So I think the track will, will play to his strengths um, and his jumping. Then I think he can excel around here. So for me, I just think it's it, there's value in Dysart Dynamo in the E2R market um, and leaving the match aside. Um, but that's not saying this fella doesn't have a good chance of winning. Okay, fair. Viewers, who do you fancy in the Supreme and the Arkle? Are you siding with me and Tony in regards to El Fabiolo or are you with Barry with Dysart Dynamo or fancying someone else in the Arkle? Do get involved. We want to hear from you all week long. Please do let us know who you fancy. Let's move on to the Ultima and Barry, we will stick with you. It's ultra comp competitive as you would expect for a race like this. Uh, Corrie Rambler looking to win the festival for a second year on the bounce up at the top of the market at 6-1 to one, into overdrive 7s. Nassalan for the more team at eight fast or slow in there at nine to one monbeg genius 11s oscar elite 11s i could go on and on i'll throw my fancy at you first and foremost i've gone for fantastic ass in this i've slightly missed the price a little bit he was much bigger when declarations were first made but for the twist and davis yard off a pretty low weight uh cheap pieces on tongue tie on will love the soft ground and was fancy for this race 12 months ago coming back for a bit more um, he would be my selection in here, but I'm just sort of trying to take a swing with a horse at a slightly bigger price. What about you? Yeah, it's a very, very competitive race. Carrick Rambler is in on a decent mark, having won the race last season. But the horse I'm really drawn to is fast or slow. Um, he was second in the Coral Hurdle last season. Um, he was a winner in France in his earlier years of offences on his only start. So therefore, he wasn't a novice and he had to compete in good races. So he was um, eight lengths behind Fakir de Lurie's went fifth in the John Durkin, who and was won by uh, Gallop and the Champ. But he factored the race rate 163. This is rated 147. So he's 16 pound for eight lengths. And um, I think he's well in. I think he's well handicapped. Martin Brazel is, you know, he's trained a grand national winner. He's well able to prep one for these type of races. I know it'd be a big result for his owner, Sean and Sean and Bernard Eamon Ryan. Um, so I'd say there's, a, there's, there's definitely a chance that uh, for me, faster slow could be the one here. Um, I just think he has he has a lot of potential, and especially then stepping up and trip, having been second in, in both the Coral and at the Punchstone Festival and handicap world last season. Okay, fast or slow, nine to one shout with Ball Sports currently in the market. Tony, over to you. Being quite coy, not coy, but you've been a little bit reserved with your handicap selections thus far in this off the fence series. Obviously, waiting to see what the final declarations are. So, where did you land in the ultimate? Have you had a chance to have a proper look? Uh, I'm not going to call you at all, just lazy, I'd say, was, was more accurate. Um, <laughs> I, I think with this race, this would not be a really a strong race for me because it's a very English race. There's a lot of English form and offer, but it's very hard not to have an each-way bet in this. You basically can't have a bad each-way bet in this, the way the terms are. Like, like they're all going six and seven places here, which is excellent offers here. So you kind of have to have an each-way bet and listen to and reading people more intelligent on the English form book than me. I think Nassalam is one that is very solid. He's kind of been handicapped around two and a half miles. The, the form of his um, his run on New Year's Day has worked out really well. And I think his mark you know, hasn't really suffered as a consequence. I'm going up to three on soft ground. Should suit him. I think the form um, behind Lom Press, I think from Newcastle early in the season, it has to be in there with a mix uh, into overdrive and happy go lucky be too that you could come and as well. And I'd also give a mention to a horse that ran in Ireland the last time at a big price, um, Topville Ben. 
he ran at the Dublin Racing Festival, toured behind um, the Goffer and the Morgan Duke. And the Morgan Duke is a really kind of specialist in that race. So I'd say he was at his absolute best that day. And top of it, Ben, again, a bit more emphasis on stamina um, should suit him. So they'd be the, the, the three or four I'd be playing around with small at each way prices. Yeah, well, we can look for that each way value. Obviously, lots of bookies playing extra places, of course. Ball sports will be too. Uh, let's move on to the champion hurdle. And Barry, it's only right we come to you. Obviously, Constitution Hill is going to go off at about three to one on shot. It would look like I uh, cannot wait to see it myself. I have no interest in a bet in this race because I'm just looking forward to the moment. What's the vibe at the moment going into the big day? What's the update you've got? Yeah, no, vibe is good. Uh, I was chatting with Michael Buckley during the week and he's very happy with him. Um, reports had been good that he was getting. So, um, no, fingers crossed, all seems good. Uh, obviously, he won the Tallworth last season on heavy ground, so soft ground shouldn't be an issue for him. Um, you know, it's a bit of just a wait and see. If, if, he, if he runs to the level of form he showed last season and all through this season, you'd like to think it'd be hard to beat and statement, we're, we're, we're rehashing all stuff here when we say statement being his obvious danger. Um, it's probably take the two out of him two of those out of it it's 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 a weak champion hurdle find what's going to be third um like Vauban to me he didn't step forward from his first run Leperstown to his second run um Zana here has struggled for form all season um and I just went into it I thought not so sleepy who bombed out behind Paisley Park Kempton he was two lengths behind Epitant in the fighting fifth previously um, obviously which is another dozen lengths behind Constitution Hill but I just thought there was a case to be made for him he was fifth in the last two champion hurdles um, on soft ground as well um, could he be the one that maybe fills, it, fills the tricast? Oh, big price swing from Barry for the places then um, Tony which way or how are you playing the champion hurdle if at all? I'm not going to I'm not going to play it at all. I'm hoping statement and place. I have him at the back end of a couple of multiples. I hope he plays and I hope Constitution Hill puts up a really good performance for, for Barry and, and all attached to them. Yeah, agreed. Let's stick with you then, Tony, for the mayor's hurdle. Uh, what a race this has turned out to be. And obviously, we've got Mary's Rock in here. We were wondering where she would end up. She's been declared for this. So she's five to two at the top of the market. Honeysuckle next best, seven to two. Brandy Love, 11 to two. Epitons, 11 to two. Love Envoy, eights. Echoes and Rains, tens. Queensbrook, 20s, 25 bar that. What a, what a race this looks like it's going to be, Tony. And confirm your selection. Or have there been any changes given the ground situation? Over yeah, there in all yeah. The rain? One or two small changes. I think the market is an interesting starting point with this race. You've had um, Maurice Rock and Brandy Love have been really strong since declaration time, whereas Honeysuckle and particularly Appetant ha have taken a walk. I suppose with Appetant, um, whether soft ground at this trip might just stretch her. I, I don't know if she ever really a soft ground mayor. Um, Barry might be a better place to comment on that, but that would have been the impression. I remember hooking into a um, champion horde win that that was a concern beforehand. I've had something small and Marie's rock. The price is, is rather gone a bit. She seems one that is very likely to run a race. Echoes and Rain would be my main play in the race. Um, like I mentioned before, I, I think she's improved this season for the taking off of all the gear. She's um, proven quite a good flat horse as well over the summer, uh, progressing. And if she settles, which is a big if, I, I, um, I, I think she can get involved. She'd be a win only. Um, prospect for me even though her price is 10 or 11 to 1 because there is a chance that you just um race far too keenly and the one just i've had something small on this mare um wasn't that keen on her when the ground was looking like it was going to be good to soft but the more rain the more interesting queen's brook becomes um like she, she was second in it last year um and there's a massive price differential between herself and, and mary's rock this time around um 
And last year, you probably would have said, possibly would have said the ground was more in favour of, of the Henderson Mercies, like pushing for 16s, 20 to 1. There. She's a very good record there, just kind of this time of the year. Her form figures, February, March, are 1 3, 2 2, 1. And he's coming into it off the back of a win. Her form has been a little bit up and down during the, the, the winter, but come back to form a bit of punch, then he's probably won a, won a small play. So Echoes and Rain mainly with, with, with Mary's Rock and uh, Queensborough are maybe also worth considering. Uh-huh. That was a fist pump for me in the air because I, I earlier today I backed Queensbrook uh, for an each way bet in this race. I know she's got to step forward, but for the case that Tony has made uh, and to be transparent on this show, I've had my biggest bet of the day actually on Queensbrook to fill the bases. So fingers crossed for me, please. Uh, Barry, please answer Tony's question in regards to Epiton and the ground factor. Are you concerned about that now with the rain that's fallen for her? And who's your selection for the mayor's race, please? Um, yes, she was. So she won the champion hurdle three years ago on soft ground, um, and it was a concern. But that was three years ago. I'd say it's probably not ideal for her. But at this stage in her life, I'd say she would cope a lot better now than she would have back then. So it's a slight concern, you could say. And you could maybe say the same for Honey Suckle, and maybe that's why she's gone out for seven to two. But for me, um, her run in the Hatton's Grace. If you lined up Tia Hoopoo, our classical dream in this company, I think either would be warm favourite. So I think that run on soft ground, I think Cheltenham suits are better, suits are better going left-handed. Um, for me, I think Honey Suckle is definitely one um, to get to have a go at. Um, Marie's Rock, I do respect, but she's probably short enough at her price. Um, and the other one I would be afraid of is Brandy Love. Um, the only she's the only horse to have beaten Love Envoy and beat her well in Fairy House, which was going the wrong way for her. She ran well in Punchstown, um, only for ducking out left badly at the last hurdle. Um, she did was reported that she would need that run badly. So, given improvement and going this way, she loves soft ground. Um, I think there's there's, there's value in Brandy Love as well. But for me, I'd be I'd be sticking with Honeysuckle. Okay, honeysuckle for the win at seven to two with Ball Sports for Barry. Who do you guys think out there will win the mayor's hurdle? Who do you think will chase home Constitution Hill in the champion hurdle? Or do you think someone else will win it? God forbid. Do get involved. We want to hear from you. Let's move on and Barry, we will stick with you for the boodles, please. Takao, Takeo is up at the top of the market, nine to two. Biker, six to one. Bad, 15 to two, the big market mover. Risk Bell, nine to one. Sir Allen, tens. Perseus Way, twelves. 14 to one. Bar that with ball sports. Um, is Takao the, the one in here, Barry? Well, he's a lot of weight. Um, he looks a good horse, but. You know, that weight for me just isn't ideal. I think there's plenty there with chances. It looks like a very open race and we very little limited knowledge to go on, if you like. But ground is definitely going to be a big concern. So I think anything I'd be looking at would want to have some level of form on the ground. And bad one uh, in Bordeaux on heavy ground. Um, had a couple of good placed runs before that. Um, looks reasonably well treated in comparison from his mark in France to his mark in England. So there's definitely interest in bad. Um, the other one I thought was Sundial. Uh, rated 87 on the flat won a Navin maiden on heavy ground um, has struggled in graded company in Leopardstown on a couple of runs but getting in here off 10-4 looks really well treated um, on a line through that level of form on the flat and coping with conditions so I thought Sundial was of interest um, and definitely bad and as I say both have a proven form on the ground Okay, lovely. A couple of selections there. Over to you, Tony. Where did you land in the boodles once you got stuck in after declarations? 
again, not, not a massively strong opinion race, but a race where you can't help but have an each way bet when there's the, the extra places on offer. I think Baker is really solid at, at the front end of the market here. Um, uh, look, he, he left a strong impression that he was the best horse in the ace, um, and he's now substantially better off with the weights with um, Sir Alan and a, a bit better off with the weights with Metamorphosis. Um, I also think that there, there's a massive green light in terms of him, which is the cheek pieces going on with Charles Bournes. I had a look at his stats with cheek pieces. Um, now, I haven't got a clue um, when Charles Bourne's horses are fancied, obviously, but I'm just defining this very loosely. Um, with his fancied horses with cheek pieces, a horse is sent off eight to one or shorter in first time cheek pieces. He's 16 from 41 with 27 places. Um, wow. Uh, wow. Really, really impressive strike rate there. Baker does look like a horse now that if the cheek, a little bit leery the last day, I think they might well suit him. So I, I think he is going to be very, very hard to knock out of the six. Um, the other one there, and, and there seems to be no market support for at all, which is the reverse of what happened with her the last day is risk bell um i think she will she's been running those greater races she's a bit like the cow light in a way um but she looks like a bit more emphasis on stamina would suit her now obviously Cheltenham are some of the the strongest markets of the year in national hunt racing but the dublin racing festival markets would be pretty strong themselves and she was really well backed um for the the, the paddy mullins race the, the first race on the sunday down to five to two so when she fell, um, so if they thought she was well handicapped going against older mares, I would say they probably still think she's well handicapped back in against four-year-olds. Um, and I'm definitely going to have something on her, um, even though she's drifted. Um, just that the market signal was so strong the last day. And I do see that this kind of dropping back into handicaps so I'm running greater risks for suit. And there's also, again, I'm going to take a small swing at one at a massive price, uh, trained by the Williams's Raman Sero the Dunn. Um, I, I like their way of training juveniles. I think I think the progress run to run. Um, I didn't think Ludlow really suited that horse the last day. Uh, more emphasis on stamina should suit. And the record of doing very well with these horses, it's a bit a bit of a mad race. I'm gonna I'm gonna chance back in the three of those. Okay, just a bit of fun then. We like that. Um, on we go to the National Hunt Chase. And Tony, it's only right that we kick off with you here because only one of your Antipos fancies is still in here, unfortunately. And that's Marla Mission, who's now a six to one shot. Obviously, you um, started talking about him a good few weeks ago on this show. I, I presume you're not abandoning now. I'm sure you're sitting pretty pretty on your Antipos bet, are you? No, I'm looking forward to him now tomorrow. I, like, obviously, he, he's facing what looks quite a solid favourite in um, Gaillard de Mani, but he, he goes there, I think, definitely with the, with the second-best form claims in the race, just with regard to Gaillard de Mani. Um, looking at his Irish national run again, he wouldn't have screamed now that he was firing home over the last couple of furlongs. That's fairy house at a flat track on decent ground. Now, probably the pace of the Irish national with professional jockeys would have been stronger maybe than you expect them are but stiffer tracks off the ground so stamina would be a slight concern and not not a, an absolute certainty and he has only won once over fences those form is obviously of a very high level um Mahler mission he's i i love the way he's been trained this season they got him over his disappointment at Cheltenham back at the back end of last year brought him along gradually really good run of punches turn an excellent display um at Navin and then back to the same track for the 10 up but there was very little between himself and Churchstone Warrior and I suppose you can point to the fact that Gaillard de Mani had Churchstone Warrior um, seven and a half lengths or whatever it was behind him at Christmas but I'd be fairly adamant now that Churchstone Warrior was in the worst part of the track that day 
And also Malamission might have more scope to improve. Um, he's a first season novice, whereas Gerard de Manille is a second season novice. Um, and also Malamission is jumping is excellent, which which is a big asset in this race. The the most off-putting thing is that Barry O'Neill has gotten off him and Johnny Barry has taken the raid. It's just that Barry O'Neill obviously maybe prefers the Elliot horse. I, I'm hoping that that's for maybe political reasons that Barry O'Neill is saying that Jamie Codd's not going to be around forever and he wants to keep in with Gordon Elliott. Not that he thinks that Manella Crooner's got better form claims, but I do think Mara Mission's form claims, as I say, are clear second best. So I'm already on him. Um, I'm not backing him again in the win, but I'm going to back him again in the place tomorrow is the plan. Well, uh, Barry, maybe you'll be able to answer that question then. Barry O'Neill making a sort of more of a political move than a form move in terms of what he's ended up riding here? Or would he just be on the horse that he fancies the most? Or do you think he would be thinking that he wants to stay in there with Team Gordon? I don't know, to be honest, Vanessa, um, because I'd be I'd have more I'd have more interest in Mallor Mission. I felt he was uh, he got beaten last time by Churchstone Warrior on good yielding ground and I thought the soft ground was going to really suit him. So Mallor Mission was the one I was would be happier to take on the favourite wish, who I always felt had a little bit of a question mark. Um so if, if Barry has done it for whatever reason, maybe he feels he's on the right horse. But for me on the book, I'd rather be on Mallor Mission. Oh, okay, good. I like this. Two strong votes for Marla Mission. Um, that We've rattled through day one already. I can't believe it. That was our selections. We've obviously still got naps to come, so stay tuned for that. But before we head off, let's hear from our special guest on Off the Fence today. It is none other than the Cheltenham Festival Gold Cup winning jockey, Robbie Power, who is, of course, also a ball sports ambassador. And here he is to take you through his day one selections for the Cheltenham Festival. Hi, everyone. It's Robbie Power here, Boyle Sports Ambassador. I'd like to say a quick hello to all off-the-fence viewers ahead of what looks like being a fantastic week's racing. Here's my fancies for day one of the Cheltenham Festival. We start off with the Supreme Novices Hurdle. Facile Vega likely to go off favourite, but I'm going to take him on with another one of Willie's, Diverge. I was very impressed with him when he won his maiden hurdle the last day. He looks like a horse that's open to a lot more improvement, and soft ground is definitely going to suit him. The Arco looks like a match between John Bond and El Fabiolo. I was so impressed with El Fabiolo the last day in Leperstown, where he made one or two mistakes and still had the ability to win a very good two-mile grade one novice chase. I think he's open to more improvement and soft ground shouldn't be an issue for El Fabiolo. John Bond was disappointing last year and I'm going to overlook him again. The champion hurdle, Constitution Hill. Very, very surprised if he doesn't win, but I don't think he's going to have it all his own way. I think Stateman will give him a race, but it'll be Constitution Hill for me. And then the Mayor's Hurdle, all about Honeysuckle. Probably going to be our last run, and wouldn't it be great to see this wonderful Mayor go out on a winning note? She's unbeaten around Cheltenham, and I think her form this season, although she hasn't been winning, is still strong. I think it's the strongest line of form going into the Mayor's Hurdle. In a couple of the handicaps, I like Jessica Harrington's Mighty Mo Missouri each way in the Boodles. He's been placed in a couple of competitive maidens and I think he's got an each way chance. Um, and then the last race, probably the banker of the day for me, is Galliard de Manil in the three and a half mile chase, the amateur chase. I think his form is rock solid. He won a very good three mile grade one at Leprechaun over Christmas. And I think he'll take a lot of beating. Banker of the day for me, Galliard de Manil. 
Thank you very much to the Ball Sports Ambassador that is Robbie Power. Good luck to him with his selections and to anyone who follows him in. But of course, what you really want to know about is the Ball Sports price boost. Stay tuned for these because Fasal Vega has been boosted to three to one in the opening race. El Fabiolo, 15 to eight is the price boost. And Mary's Rock has been boosted to three to one. That's to a max stake of 50 pounds. But please do see the boosts on the Ball Sports website and get stuck in if either any of those horses have made your shortlist because you're getting a bit of value. Um, let's wrap up with naps, please. And Barry, we will come to you first. Who, if you were to have one bet on the day, who is your nap, please? I got Fasal Vega. Fasal Vega in the first. Okay, strong, confident vote for him. Over to you, Tony. Who is your nap on day one? Split naps here, El Fabiolo and Mala Mission. Okay, Am I, is, is a nap allowed to be an each-way selection? I think it probably can, can't it? In which case, I'm going Queen's Brookley's in the Mayor's Hurdle. Tony's like smirking away there. Um, that is my nap, Queen's Brook in the Mayor's Hurdle. Got to put, uh, I've already put my money where my mouth is, so I will stick to that. Uh, everybody out there, thank you very much for watching. Please do get involved with us over the week. We want to hear from you, what you're backing, what you're not backing, who you fancy, who you don't fancy, etc., etc. But for now... That was our day one preview. We will be back on Tuesday night, Wednesday night and Thursday night doing a little bit of a review, but mainly a preview for the following day's racing. But for now, thank you very much for watching. That was Off The Fence. Enjoy day one of the Cheltenham Festival. Boyle Sports has it all. Moneyback meetings every day. UK and Irish racing live streaming. Extra places and Moneyback All Losers offers. And a Bet 10 Get 20 welcome offer. Boyle Sports, this is betting.